Well, after dropping Game 2 in San Francisco, the Lakers get their revenge back home in L.A., and they absolutely destroy the Golden State Warriors. They beat the Warriors 127-97 to to take a 2-1 series lead. Laker fam, what a game. There is so much to talk about, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I'm your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, obviously a game one was an impressive win that the Lakers got. Game two they dropped, which was kind of to be expected, but boy, oh boy, did they bounce back in this game three win. And also, uh, there were some adjustments made that we need to talk about. Yeah, um, the adjustments were a good thing to see because Darvin Ham, Lakers coach, has been criticized this year for not making the necessary adjustments. In this game, he shifted the defense a little bit. Uh, you know, he had Austin Reeves guarding uh, Steph Curry, and I think Vanderbilt, I think he was guarding Clay Thompson. Somebody else was guarding Clay Thompson, somebody a little taller, a little bigger, and, uh, and AD was stepping out. Uh, so when guys were going around picks, they were having open shots uh, after getting around the pick in game two. But when they did it last night, AD was in their face. And so, you know, the Lakers definitely made some defensive adjustments and it really, really paid off. We're going to talk about AD in a second because, I mean, what a game he had. He has just been absolutely phenomenal, especially on the defensive side of things uh, in these playoffs. But first, I want to get to one of the biggest changes and something that I'm, I'm honestly really happy about. But Lonnie Walker. Uh, Dad, he got some playing time last night, played 24 minutes, was four for six from the floor, two for four from three-point range, finished with uh, 12 points and two steals and a block. And this makes me so happy because, you know, Lonnie, like we've said in other podcasts, to start the regular season for the Lakers, he was arguably one of our most consistent players. And unfortunately, with the uh, all the trades that we made at the trade deadline, found himself really out of the rotation. And I don't think that was fair. You know, I think he, he's a very very good player. He's proven to be a good scorer. And I'm so happy because he didn't sink his head. He, you know, stayed ready. Last night, he got his chance and he made the most of it. And he was honestly, Dad, he was key uh, to why the Lakers played so well last night. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure we should have started with Lonnie Walker, but he certainly was instrumental last night. And it was kind of a surprise. Laker fans have been asking for Lonnie Walker for the last month or two now, and, and they just weren't getting him. Uh, the coach kept trying to get Beasley involved. But I think Hannah, at this point, at least for the rest of this season, at least the rest of this series, Malik Beasley just—he's he, just not cutting it, Hannah. And I don't think we can waste any more time with him. So the coach uh, turned to Lonnie Walker, and last night he played quite well. I think the thing with Walker is—is is he going to play defense or is he not? He, you know, he always contributes on the offensive end, and he did last night. The question is—is is he going to play defense? And he did last night, and I think that's important because the Warriors have been going strong since Game Two. I mean, that was their a uh, small, excuse me, that was their big adjustment. Adjustment in game two, you know, their center uh, was sick and didn't start game two. So they were playing, you know, a really small ball lineup and the Lakers had a tough time adjusting, you know, to that. And this time, you know, especially with the three guard lineup that the Lakers played for much of the, you know, the game, uh, it worked quite well. Yeah, I mean, you that's obviously the biggest question is, uh, you know, Lonnie, what is he going to look like defensively? Because Dad, the Lakers, uh, it's crazy to say, because when you just think about this team to start the season, how poorly they were, especially on defense, but the Lakers are actually the NBA's best defensive-rated uh, 
defense in the postseason. And obviously, AD is is a big part of that, Dad. He's ranked first in blocked, uh, six in steals, defensive rebounds first, and uh, deflections first. And let's just talk about Anthony Davis, Dad. Uh, what he did last night, he really just has put on, especially a blocking clinic. I mean, AD has so many blocks in these playoffs. I know in the first series, I think he had like 27 blocks uh, in, that, in that first Memphis series. But Dad, last night, he was just absolutely phenomenal, especially leading the defense, you know, but finished with 25 points, three steals, four blocks, 13 rebounds, seven for 10 from the floor. It just, it, it's so nice to see because we've said it time and time again. You know, I know obviously LeBron's LeBron, but the Lakers are really going to go only as far as AD takes them. And when AD is dominant, especially on that defensive end like he has been, the Lakers are a really, really hard team to beat. Yeah, Hannah, it's just been a pattern, you know. I mean, he's getting blasted by critics because he seems to have one great game like he had in game one of the series, followed by one bad game, which is what happened in game two. And then he follows it up with a really good game in game three. People are now wondering themselves, what kind of version of Anthony Davis are we going to get in game four? It, it better be the good version. But there is no question, Hannah, um, when AD has been on in the playoffs, he's been dominant. He's been the difference maker. If, if he plays like that, the Lakers can beat anybody. If he plays like game two, uh, of this series, the Lakers are in trouble. So, you know, as goes AD, that's pretty much the way the Lakers are going to go. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, I think offensively, he has been a little bit up down. Like, it seems like every other game he, you know, is dominant. And then the next game, he t- kind of takes a little bit of a break. But if you look at the Lakers defense, Dad, I feel like he has really been our captain defensively um, every night. And I mean, there's a reason that the Lakers have the number one defense in the postseason. And you've got to really chalk it up to Anthony Davis. I mean, he is just absolutely, you know, a monster uh, blocking shots left and right. No one can get anything in the paint when he's in there. And, I mean, you look at the Lakers' defense, you look at the Warriors' offense, um, arguably the Warriors uh, have the number one offense in the league. I mean, you see guys like Steph Curry, uh, obviously Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, just they never miss. But the Lakers held them to under 100 points last night, just 97 points for a lights-out shooting Golden State Warriors team. Yeah, and it would have been much worse than that if the, if the fourth quarter didn't sort of turn into a bench-clearing exercise, you know, because uh, in the second and third quarters, combined, Golden State only scored 38 points. Can you imagine that? That's an average of 19 points for the two quarters. That's unbelievable. I mean, at the end of the first quarter, this is a curious game, Hannah. Um, The Lakers did not play well to start the game with the exception of one person, D'Angelo Russell. And if it wasn't for D'Angelo, this might have been a blowout the other way. He had, I think, 13 points in the first quarter. He had 21 points in the first half. He really kept the Lakers in the game and was hitting three-point shots, was really playing very well. And, and you know, interestingly, he didn't score in the second half, which is kind of bizarre. But he sure, you know, was a bright star in the first half, and they really needed it. But the Lakers, you know, at the end of the first quarter, the the, the Warriors were up by, I think, seven points. And I was thinking to myself, because they were knocking down those shots, and I was thinking to myself, you know, Hannah, um, I, I don't think we can beat these guys. Their shooting is just too good, and we just don't have the shooting to do it. And then almost like somebody flipped a switch, 
the Lakers' defense got more intense, and the Warriors just crumbled. They they, they just they couldn't recover after that first quarter. I, they were really bad. I mean, the turnovers, the fouls. They had technical fouls. They had you know all all kinds of flagrant fouls. They just kind of fell apart. The Warriors, and it was you know interesting. Yeah, this uh, Laker team held the Golden State Warriors dad to just shooting thirty nine percent from the floor and just twenty nine percent from three. And that's interesting because, like you mentioned, first quarter a completely other story, but Lakers really, really buckled down defensively uh, and got the job done there. I think they did a great job of guarding, you know, Steph and Clay and Poole and uh, Draymond Green, obviously, and I think they've really did a great job at making some adjustments, um, especially on the defensive side of things. Dad, also, uh, Golden State had 19 turnovers last night, and the Lakers, you know, definitely, definitely uh, made them pay on that end. I want to talk a little bit about, though, uh, LeBron James' dad, uh, because LeBron James... Broke another record. It seems like almost every single game now is just LeBron is winning, uh, is breaking some type of record. But LeBron had zero points in that first quarter. Didn't play in the fourth quarter. So that means in the second and third quarter, got 21 points. He had a block, eight assists, eight rebounds, zero turnovers, and zero fouls. He's actually the first player in NBA history to have that stat sheet or that stat line. So LeBron James, uh, while you said, you know, D'Lo really held his own for us in the first quarter, uh, LeBron uh, was kind of obviously, as he always is, our MVP in the, you know, that second and third, arguably. Yeah, you know... I, I think the defense won the game for the Lakers last night. It's not, the Lakers weren't, like, bad on offense, but they weren't great on offense. But, you know, when the defense is clicking, it, it really is a big deal. So now there's a couple of stats that really, I think, turned the tables in the game. Number one, as you said, was the turnovers. Turnovers really, as we all know, really helped decide ball games, And they certainly did last night. With 19 turnovers, the Warriors really gave the game away. Yeah, and the Lakers uh, only had 12. So it's not amazing, but still, you know, 19 to 12 there. Yeah, and then the other thing is that if, if you check it, and this is a pretty regular thing, and it's really how the Lakers win whenever they win. The Lakers got to the line far more than the Warriors did, as has become typical. You know, the Lakers, because they don't shoot well from the outside, their whole M.O. is they attack the paint and they get a lot of fouls and they take a lot of free throws. Yeah, the Lakers uh, were 28 from 37 from the free throw line as opposed to the Warriors just 12 for 17. So those stats right there alone are huge. And, you know, you mentioned that's obviously the Lakers game is, you know, being much more aggressive in the paint, attacking, getting to the rim, uh, whereas the Warriors are just a three-point shooting team. So they're going to pull up in transition, try to hit that three. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, these free throws, I think, really give the Lakers an advantage. And in this series in particular, I think it really has given the Lakers the edge. You know, Hannah, um, after the game, LeBron James was asked an interesting question. You know, because this series, and frankly all the playoffs, it's really a seesaw battle. And LeBron was asked, you know, with so many ups and downs, you know, one day you're doing great, one day you're doing bad, what do you tell the young guys who it's just an emotional swing? And he said, in in between games, the advice I give them is don't, whatever you do, don't watch the media. Don't do anything on social media because they, the media and the social media, they they overreact to everything. If you win a game, oh my God, you're unbeatable. And if you lose a game, uh uh-oh, it's over. And those kinds of highs and lows, you know, maybe the media can do that to foster drama, but players can't get that in their head. You know, they can't be up and down like that. So his advice to the young players is just don't read anything. Don't, don't watch anything. 
you know, because that's going to drive you insane. And that's smart because, like you said, you know, uh, Lakers win. They're the best team in the NBA. They're winning the title. Uh, they lose. They're, you know, they're over. The series is done. They're just too old. They're too slow. They can't make shots. Uh, and, that, and I think that's just amazing advice that LeBron gives them. But that just goes to, you know, obviously LeBron's leadership. He's been around for, you know, so long at this point. And that's why I think he's really great at being, you know, the captain and the leader, especially because the Lakers actually have, a, I think, a relatively young team. I mean, they've got a mix of, of veterans and a mix of young guys. And I think it's really gelling nicely and really working because we have these young guys, but we also have our, our veterans and our, you know, guys like LeBron James and AD who, especially LeBron, you know, have been in this situation a million times and know how to kind of be the, the voice of reason and to calm our younger players and kind of keep them grounded during the chaos of the playoffs. Yeah, I think we can all see, Hannah, that LeBron James physically is not what he was before, uh, whether it's injuries, whether it's age, whether it's just being tired, whatever it is. I mean, he can't he can't take over games, you know, like he used to, especially for sustained periods of time. But that doesn't mean that his leadership is not instrumental. It doesn't mean that when, you know, when the Lakers need a key play, either offensively or defensively, that he's not going to do it because chances are he is going to do it. So, Hannah, should we look forward a little bit to Monday night's game? Now, the Lakers are up 2-1. to one. This is exactly this, – this series has followed the exact pattern of, of the Memphis Grizzlies series. And if you're a Lakers fan, of course, you want that to continue. You want the Lakers to close out at home and take a 3-1 lead. Uh, and then go back to Golden State where the chances are they'll probably lose. But then they come home for game six and hopefully the Lakers will be able to clinch it then. But the question is, you don't get that far if you don't win tomorrow night, Monday night. They got to win that game. What can they do to win that game? Well, I think as we've been talking about in this podcast, it all starts on the defensive side of things for the Lakers. And I think a big part of that is what Anthony Davis are we going to get? Are we going to get the AD who is, you know, getting 20 plus points and, you know, uh, 10 plus rebounds at least and you know four blocks or are we going to get the AD who shows up and gets you know 10 points seven rebounds what what AD are we going to get um I think Monday's or tomorrow uh game is very important for the Lakers to obviously get that win because then they'll be up 3-1 then you said go back to San Francisco uh we got to try to you know play there I'm sure the Warriors are going to be fired up for tomorrow's game uh they're going to be bringing it all uh they are such an unbelievable I've never seen a shooting team like this in my entire life. I mean, it just they're almost unstoppable. So the Lakers just really have to uh, do a good job at really buckling down the defensive side of things, try to guard those transition threes as best as possible. I like the adjustments that uh, Darvin Ham made in this previous game on the defensive side of things. Um, I think it, it really suited the Lakers nicely. I hope he kind of stays with that, that game plan, which I think he will because he saw the success of it uh, in last night's win. But uh, the Lakers, I think it all comes down to uh, their defense. Yeah, it's like a chess match. You know, because Golden State's going to make adjustments again now, too. And the the question is, what are they going to do? What are they going to come out with, you know? Uh, And the Lakers have to be prepared for anything. But I I think you're right, Hannah. With this Lakers team, you know, they don't don't shoot enough. They don't don't score enough from, you know, long range to, to really win just by outscoring the other team. They have to buckle down on defense. And by the way, their their defense is what creates their offense. It gives them the runouts and, and the easier baskets. So it's really all about the defense, as Darvin Ham has been saying all year. Uh, the Lakers have been doing very well defensively since the All-Star break in particular. 
and they have to continue it. And again, a Monday night's game. It's great that we won. It's great that we're up two to one, but you're expected to win on your home court. We must win Monday night. And we can't let up with this Warriors team at all because, like uh, I could remind you, the Warriors in their uh, Sacramento Kings series, they were down 3-1, and they still came back and, and won that series in a Game 7. So, uh, got to get the win tomorrow, but we cannot you know, keep our foot off the gas in, in any capacity with this Warriors team. They're just they're too good. Uh, but, obviously, huge win last night. Really excited to uh, see the Lakers come out and just dominate on their home court. But the job is not done. Got to get that win tomorrow gotta get the win back in golden stage and this series and let's move on to the uh western conference finals because yeah i i think if the lakers show up defensively um and ad is dominant i just think this lakers team is unbeatable maybe i'm getting a little ahead of myself but i personally think the sky is the limit for this lakers team if they are playing in that defensive mindset like they came out and played um in you know quarters the second and third quarter of last night and that we've seen them do in other games of the playoffs. So, Laker fam, that is going to be it for today's show. Once again, the Lakers respond after losing in San Francisco with a dominant win, 127-97, to take a series 2-1 lead over the Warriors. But I want to hear from you. Who was last night's MVP? Was it AD? Was it LeBron? Was it D'Angelo? Or was it someone else? And also, let me know what you think the keys are for the Lakers getting that uh, game four win tomorrow. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.